Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Had a great time in Master Life class this morning with the ministers, different people that collaborated to share the value of mastering the life in Christ and creating disciples. But let's let's get into what we need to talk about today. Um, again, so just just for the sake of time, rules of engagement. Uh, you know, listen today like you never listened before. So we would be attentive, be real, real attentive. You know, try not to drift. Uh, taking notes helps you not to drift. So to try to take notes. I know some of us are are uh, flow a little more casual than others. You know, we just you know it's hard for us to keep up. But it's not about keeping up. It's about engaging. The notes help you to engage. And what you do is when you take a note, you write down what you do absorb. And what you don't realize is you absorb stuff even while you're writing down stuff. All right. So whether it's your phone, your notes and stuff like that, please do that. And then don't just listen to the word, search the scriptures to see if it's so. Go listen to the CD. Go listen to SoundCloud. Make sure you're, uh, you are you get what you miss because sometimes uh, that guy – uh, Pastor Keith Bradley be going all fast, you know. That like it's, it's, uh, it's like, what do you say? You know, you're trying to process to get the insight of what's being said, and you think you're going to miss something. So, just go and listen to it and search those scriptures. So, we've been talking about damaged thrones, and we and, and and real simply, just to keep us up to speed, we said a damaged throne is a faulty throne, and a faulty throne is something that you're building with a built-in weakness, a built-in weakness to it. And uh, we, you know, we talked about the different levels of, of, of not having a solid foundation, not having a weakness. Discipleship, we could say uh, uh, we don't have a solid uh, foundation in the word, solid, solid foundation in prayer, witnessing to others, or fellowship, because that's what the, being a disciple is. It covers all four of those things. Um, you know, ministry of the word is ministry of preaching and teaching. That's just one aspect. Uh, prayer of faith, that's the ministry of worship and, and prayer, you know, and then we have uh, fellowship, ministry of nurture, nurturing relationships, and then witnessing, of course, is the ministry of evangelism. That's our discipleship class, but, but sometimes we're missing those things. Sometimes we're not, as Pastor Mel was talking about earlier today, uh, we don't have enough love to care about anybody but ourselves. You know, most of the time when you're offended, like, so Venetia says something to me, and I, uh, it bothers me, but I don't say nothing to Venetia, but I'm mad. So I didn't even give her a chance to give me another angle or nothing. I got mad first. So I didn't love her enough to give her an opportunity to give me another consideration. So I'd just rather be mad. See, so it takes a lot of love, as Pastor Mel said, or she, she was saying, you know, looking past people's, uh, I'm going to call it this flake or flaws or you know, or, or, or sometimes they're confident, or, or sometimes they're from Newark, New Jersey, and you know, they, you know, I just got 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 a whole lot of heat. Well, he looks like he's mean. Hey, love me then. You know, if you if you put on your love lenses, you'll see past the the uh, outer shell and see my heart. Right, right, right. So, so, uh, but but if you have a uh, a built-in weakness. It's all about what's comfortable for you, not what's best for the people that God wants you to encounter, right? All right, so, 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 so we talked about that, but, but we had crossed over into understanding that some of that built-in weakness 
uh, it wasn't our fault, but it is our responsibility. Right, Brother Gene? Like, hey, we like, like, some of our parents made choices, but we had the responsibility to, you know, to reset things, get things back flowing a certain way, right? Right? Yeah, so, <laughs> so I met my wife, like, there's a lot of things that she went through in relationships that, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> but it is, it was my responsibility, right? I can't go, well, they shouldn't have cheated you like that. Get it together, you know? No, 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 no. It wasn't my fault, but it is my responsibility. So, so we said what happens is, is uh, what does the scripture says? The uh, uh, sins visiting the father, uh, the, the, the children's children to what? The sixth generation? I, I know I'm paraphrasing, but y'all know what it's saying is somebody else made a choice. It went through six generations of folk and it touched you. But it doesn't mean that because it touched you, you got to absorb it. Right? So we said a lot of times we're, uh, we've been experiencing the curse. Right? Like this, that, this, this curse chasing us, running down our family. Right? You know, a fear curse, a lust curse, an irresponsibility curse, a depression curse, right? Just running down, chasing you. Yeah, like, like you, you know, you're trying to get it back. It's right behind you, boy. Like, you know, like, yeah, if you stop, you know, it's going to get you. I heard this line. What is it? Uh, if a shrimp stops swimming, it'll be caught up in the current. The current's going the opposite of the way. So if it just decides, man, I'm just going to chill for a second. <laughs> right? That's how that curse, curse comes in like a wave, right? So if we stop doing what God tells us to do, <laughs> you know, you're grasping for air, you know, right? Just caught up. Right? So we said sometimes we end up susceptible to the curse, right? And so we said the Bible says in, in um, Deuteronomy 3, we're going to get into a lot of scripture, but I'm just going to reference these scriptures. Please write them down, study it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. But Deuteronomy 30, 19, God has set before us life and death, blessing and cursing. Right? But he says, choose life. He says, I call heaven, to, heaven and earth to record. You can write this down. There is death and life are option, but I'm trusting that you'll choose life, Right? Blessing and cursing are optional, but you have to make your choice. I'm not going to force it on you. You have to choose, right? So that's uh, uh, Deuteronomy 30, uh, 19. And we said now, the interesting thing is, so if, if, if there's a curse out there somewhere, right? Right? <laughs> They're trying to run us down. And so uh, the Bible says, uh, Jesus came that we might have life and that more abundantly, Right? But it says the thief comes what? To steal, kill, and destroy. Didn't say Christ is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So still kill and destroy. So if you see stealing, killing, or destroying, that came from the thief, right? And we know who the thief is, right? It's the adversary, right? Still kill and destroy. And then remember in 1 Peter 5, 8, we says uh, he, he is as. He's not a lion. He's as a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may what? Devour, right? Right, so we know who, who, who's trying to devour us? Satan, the devil, right? So that's not God, right? So if there's any level of devour, still killing, destroying, poverty, sickness, or death, where is that coming from? Now, 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 you know how we are. We could be prideful when it's stuff like that happen. We go, well, I'm, 
I'm not cursed or I'm not mean or I'm not whatever. You're not. But that doesn't mean you you are uh you haven't exposed yourself to some things. For example, um some of us jump higher than others in this room. Some of us have, you know, just jump, like just literally like jump, you know. You know, like I'm in there and this is you jumping, right? Literally, right? Some of us, right? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's about as far as we're going right now. <laughs> right? Right? All right. But what's what's the difference between a person that all right, so I probably do it like this. So what's the difference between the person that like jumps, right? And then the person that Listen, listen, because I, I like when people be saying, he said the level of elevation. Is that the di That is a difference. One elevator higher than the other, but what caused it? Gravity, right? Right? So there's something you have to do. Like, uh, if I decide to, I'm just going to chill. No, 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 I'm not choosing gravity or elevation or law of lift. I'm just chilling. Am I? Or am I subject to gravity? When I, when I don't choose to fly, Jamal, I'm subject to gravity, right? But is it because I'm evil? Is it because I chose gravity? When I didn't choose flying, I chose gravity. Ain't no in-between, right? So it's the same thing. When I don't choose blessing, I'm choosing cursing. It's just like gravity. So I have to always do something to be above the curse to be blessed, right? So when I decide, oh, I'm just going to chill, no make a difference. You know, hey, man, I ain't stressed out in a while. What am I choosing? The curse. Not because I'm evil. I'm trying to be evil, right? It's just that I've decided not to stay above the curse, right? I have to choose to elevate above the curse by choosing the things that's going to bless me, right? All right, so, so, so we've been talking about that. And let's go to Deuteronomy, not Deuteronomy, uh, Malachi. Malachi. And again, church seven years old, we're spend, we, we spending more time in this particular topic than we ever have at the, at the church because we are mature enough to understand that, that, that we can't be getting devoured. And that's what the Lord told me, people getting devoured. Now, 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 you ever uh, talk to someone, you can talk to your child, and your child not doing their homework, getting lazy. Maybe they, they sneaking and watching the cartoons where they're supposed to be doing homework, right? And, but if they don't do their homework, because ho homework is a layer, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all been to school. <laughs> yeah, it's a layer. Like it's, but why you have homework? Because the teachers ain't got nothing else to do? No, it's a layer. They're trying to get something to you, right? They're saying, okay, just being in class today for this 45 minutes ain't going to be enough. I need you to go home and do some homework. That's a layer. I need you to study. That's a layer. I need you to read. That's a layer. Guess what? I need you to participate in class. That's a layer. If you do all those things, you ace the test, right? Same thing in, the, in, 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 in what's at Ayers. I can't say in, the, in all church. At Ayers. I, you, just the, the 45 minutes of the hour ain't going to be enough. You got to go search the scriptures to see if it's so. Acts 17, 22, right? You got to meditate on the word day and night. Do all that's written therein. Joshua 1, 8, right? You got to do those things, right? Right, then you got you to chew on the word. 
You got to confess the word, right? You got to do Master Life class at 9.15 on Sundays, right? You got to do a midweek service at 7, right? 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Guy talk, girl talk, Saturdays and Thursdays, because there's layers. And the more of these layers you get, you do it without thinking about it. But if you just visit it, but you spend all your time in the, in, in the world, your default will be the world. When you're squeezed under pressure, what's going to come out of you is what you put in the most, not how you feel you, or what you feel you deserve. No. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. You're snared by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if I spend all my time in the world when I'm under pressure, the abundance that's in me is going to speak out, and that's what I'm going to attract in my life, right? So it's not a punishment. It's a product of choice, right? Is that cool? So that's not me putting nobody down. It's just I'm just saying let's just deal with the route. If your kids are watching cartoons instead of the homework, when the test comes, what they're going to be thinking about? Spider-Man. We say Fortnite or Fortnite. I guess that's a game. I don't know. I'm not hip to it. You know, or they're going to think about NBA, what is it, 2K18, right? They're going to be thinking about everything but what? They're going to be thinking about the scores but not the exponents, right? We good? Yeah, I think I'm just talking about the kids, right? Yeah, some of us are going to be thinking about lifetime, not how to save our life at this time. Right? Okay, so now, now, now we got, I just, just want to make sure we're on the same page. So Malachi 3 says this. This is the Bible. So what I'm going to do is, yeah, what is it? Uh, I just go to church and say, this is the Bible. It is what I says. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Right? 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 According to this word, I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I do. I got another thing. I'm going to submit to what it tells me to do. Right? This is the word that we both received the word, but it didn't profit them like it didn't like it profited us, profited us because they didn't mix their faith with it. Right? You take, if you mix your faith with it, you're going to be obedient, right? Because you're trusting in the outcome that it's telling you it's going to have, right? As Hebrews, right? Okay, all right, good. Make sure we're saying this. So now we're just going to read the word and see what the word says about about the blessing and the curse. And, uh, <laughs> stop reading hard there for a second. All right, so, so Malachi uh, 3, verse 8. It says, Will a man rob God? Uh, yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? And the scripture says, In tithes and offer, in the tenth of, of all that I've given you to consume, to have, and richly, and to enjoy, you haven't, you haven't allowed the seed, the tie, to uh, replenish, multiply. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. You haven't allowed that. Um, so you haven't allowed it to, to exchange it from just unrighteous mammon to true riches, right? We talked about that last week. So it says in tithes and offering. Then he says, look, ye are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation or all these people. It says, bring ye tithes into the storehouse that they may be meet my house. Look, improve, test me. Don't just put me to the test. It says, improve uh, me now. He just say next week. Here, herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that they're not that there shall not be room enough to receive. Look, and I'll rebuke who? The devourer. We just read who the devourer is, right? Satan. So the thing is, 
when I'm obedient and trusting God with the seed, not, not when I'm supposed to consume minister bread for your food, but multiply your seed sown. It didn't say, you know, don't enjoy the uh, most of it's for you. Yeah, we always tell the story. You get an apple. Most of the apple's for you, right? Just about all of it's for you, except for a tenth of it called seeds. And you're not supposed to eat the seeds because all you'll ever have is just the apple. And you'll have some sickness because they make cyanide through those seeds. But it's saying, enjoy all that I gave you to enjoy, uh, for 1 Timothy 6, 17, but just take the seeds to, to keep it moving. I, I, I want this apple to live beyond this day. But you have the choice to choose life for that apple or death. If you consume it all, that's it. It's over. If you sow the seeds, we have the opportunity to flourish into a tree, eventually an orchard, so on and so forth, right? All right, so then he said, but, but, but that's not enough. I don't just want you blessed. Look, I'm going to rebuke the devourer because while you're trying to grow whatever you're doing, just like farmers, I try to grow the crop. Yeah, some, some, you, know, you got animals trying to attack the crop. So now, now he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. You know, can't touch this, right? He says, so some, so some of us are living this life, and we're going to understand why this is happening. Are we making ourselves, are we living devourer-proof? Are we living curse-proof? Not because, see, again, once again, we're not, I'm not saying no one's evil. We're trying to say, you know, I put a curse on my life. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, did you choose the blessing? Okay? All right, so that's, that's, that's review, so we don't really have to get too much into that. You got it? Rebuke the devour for yourself. He says your vine won't cast forth fruit before its time. So what, you, what, you've, uh, what you've evolved or what you've purposed will be protected, right? And it'll be in a perfect time, a perfect season, with perfect resources, right? And so let's go to... Uh, Proverbs 26. Proverbs 26. I told you a lot of scriptures. Please write them down. Search the scriptures to see if it's so. Study it out for yourself. Don't take any man's word for it. Just, just study it out. Confirm it. Uh, formulate questions. Come back with, hold on, man. You said this, but I read this. All right, that's cool. And in that way, it's not, um, it's not, uh, you're not just saying I don't believe that because of your feelings. You've actually uh, exhaustively researched it. So Proverbs twenty, I mean Proverbs twenty six two. It says, "Look, as a bird, as the bird by wandering and the swallow by flying. Look, the curse causeless shall not come. So if the curse is there, there's a cause. See again, it's hard for us to wrap our mind around that because because our pride go, man, ain't nobody did nothing. What you trying to say? No one's saying anything. What we're saying is you have to choose things. My people perish for lack of knowledge. That's what the Bible says, right?" Right? This is Hosea. It, it, didn't say, it didn't say sinners. It didn't say evil people. It says my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. He's saying so a lot of times they're ignorant to how to keep themselves protected or, or, or you said devour proof or curse proof. And he says, now I got this wonderful plan for their life, but they're not, all they have to do is be obedient and trust me with what I've afforded them and keep it moving. They, they have a choice, but they're actually in fear, consuming that which I've given them to send ahead of them. Okay, so we'll explain that in a second, right? Without trying to get too deep. So he said the curse causes shall not come. And so the curse, the cause of the curse, or the primary cause, is a breach in covenant with God. 
So as long as I'm with God, it says uh, uh, Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. His right hand, pleasures forevermore. So as long as I'm with God, I'm under his tabernacle, Psalm 91, I'm covered. I'm, I'm protected. I'm, I'm devour-proof and curse-proof. Now, what is the adversary trying to do? The devourer. Devourer is not coming in God's presence and trying to break us down and take us out. He can't. Look, look Bible, God, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 29, God's an all-consuming fire. He's not, coming, he's not coming in that environment. He's trying to draw you out. It's like Adam and Eve. Hey, why don't you check this out? He tried to draw Eve out of the presence of God. Because out here, I got you now. But as long as Eve was like, no, you might want to talk to God about this. If you got an offer, talk to God. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm sorry, that's not my job. You want to talk to God. But no, Eve walked out of the presence of God. Then Adam jumped out of the presence of God with us. So now it says, they, you know, before they, they, were, they were naked and, and covered in the glory of God. Now they knew that they were naked. They were focused on themselves and they were ashamed. Again, you start shame. You start, you know, that's when you start avoiding the pastor when it's time to lead the church. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you, you, you're feeling a little guilt there, you know, right? But, but, but see, in the presence of God, you're not feeling that, are you? You, you, you have a peace, right? So, so, you know, pastor, pastor get some love, right? <laughs> you know, right? All right, so, 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 so we good. All right, so we said it's a breach in covenant. So what facilitates that breach is disobedience. What causes a breach in our relationship with God is disobedience. Let's go to Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. Verse 18. It says, come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like Clemson, they shall be as wool. And then verse 19, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Like, like it's, that's the Bible. That's not Pastor Keith's opinion. He's saying if you're willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. So now if I choose whether I want to be obedient or not, is it fair to say I'm choosing whether I want to eat the good of the land or not? I didn't say I won't have success. I didn't say I wouldn't get, get a chance to taste some hors d'oeuvres in the land. I said eat the good of the land. And according to John 10.10, 10, that's abundance, right? I came that you might have life and that more abundantly, right? So if I choose to be obedient, Mr. Sammy, what am I saying? I'm saying, well, I may eat the good of the land or I may not. So I'm not offended if I'm not eating the good of the land because what? Eugene, I chose to be disobedient, right? So I knew there's a consequence. Oh, if your kids, you tell your kids to do something, you say you do this, I'll give you this. If you don't do that, you're on punishment, you can't go out. When, they, when they're mad because they can't go out, like, why are you mad? I, I gave you the, the choice and you made the choice. Now, how can we hold our, our children or our friends or everybody else to a standard that we don't hold to ourselves? We should never be mad at God. Because we made the choice. And we should be, you know, if you make the choice, you should just be rolling with it. Yeah, I did what I wanted to do, man. <laughs> I'm happy. Woo! I feel good. You hallelujah and all the time, right? A hinge of sarcasm there, I understand. It was just a hinge, though. It's not my normal full blast sarcasm. I'm getting a little, well, I can't say if I'm getting better. Y'all have to choose. Say, no, nah, you ain't getting better. Get it out, pastor. Okay, all right. I feel you, whoever said that in their heart. Um, so we said what facilitates <laughs> the breach is disobedience, right? And it says you will not obedient, eat the good of the land. So the disobedience uh, 
the disobedient, those that are disobedient have either forgotten God or not mindful of God or rebellious towards God, right? So Deuteronomy 8, right? Forgotten God, not mindful of God or rebellious towards God. So everybody's just not flat out trying to be rebellious. Some people just got a lot, uh, Mr. Sammy was talking about in evangelism, sometimes people, would you say, uh, in a hurry, yeah, that's your, your, you said a hurry. You know, like you're so in a hurry, like you're getting God's signs and signals, but you're like, nah, nah, I got to get this. Or as Minister, Minister Lamar was saying, I got to get that sale, right? So I can't stop and do the God thing. You know, it may, I think you made the statement. You said, man, I got to make this money. God could be giving you the, the, the wisdom to, to minister to somebody to get yourself out the way so he can send you some, some resources, right? Because you're being obedient, so you get to eat the good of the land, right? Right? If we understood the system, boy, we'd be more obedient. All right, so we said, so we gave you this scripture, this passage of scripture in Deuteronomy 8. It says, uh, um, verse 6, it says, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. That's being obedient, right? Reverence him. It's not saying, you know, frighten fear. It says reverence God, right? Deuteronomy 8, verse 6. It says, for the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. See, he wants us to eat the good land. A land of brooks and waters, fountains of death, springs of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees, pomegranates, land of oil and honey. A land where thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, right? You know, you have more than enough. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. Right? This is what God's goal is. It says, uh, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou shalt dig brass. Right? Verse 10. When thou hast eaten and are full. Now, of course, we're talking about eating. You might be thinking about food. But it says when you've consumed what you need and you're full. Right? And it could be uh, stuff that you have, stuff that you buy, whatever the case may be, houses or whatever. It says, the Lord thy God, it says, uh, when thou eaten and are full, thou shalt bless. Look, look. Thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Now, that scripture in verse 10 is really trying to give us a full understanding of this thing. He says, God is saying that God loves us and he just wants you to have good. Just like you want your kids to eat good, go to good school. Some of, some of you move on way on the other side of town to make sure your kids go to the right school, right? Kids take it for granted, but you, you, you're doing, you know, or you, you, you travel all over to make sure they got whatever, the PlayStation or whatever. They may take it for granted, like, well, you mom, you're supposed to give me what I want. But, but it's costing you something or paying for their education. Some of you saving right now for your kids to go to college, and they 10, right? But that's how mindful you are. You want them to have the good. Well, do you, do you think we're beyond God? God wants us to have good. But verse 10 says, um, it says, when thou has eaten. Now, this is, he's, he's just assuming it's a given, Terrence. When you have eaten and you're full, it says, thou shalt bless the Lord God. So, so show appreciation is what it's saying. When I'm eating good, whoa, God, whoa, God, whoa, God. Not, yeah, you know, yeah, because I'm sweet like that. That's why I'm rolling like that. Right? Okay, but look, don't, that's your opinion. Uh, I didn't hear the scripture say that. You're interpreting verse 10. Well, let's look at verse 11. It says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, 
which I command thee this day. It says, Lest when thou art eaten and art filled full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein. And when thy herds, thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied. Look, when all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Drop down to verse 17. It says, And, and, and thou say in thine heart, My power. And my and the might of mine hand has gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. Go back to covenant, right? Where he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Uh, this is Deuteronomy. If you go to uh, Genesis 12 with Abraham, he established a covenant with them. And it was about lineages. In you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But everybody has to stay in line. Uh, 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 there's a narrow way that leads to, to life and peace, uh, Matthew 7, 13. So he's saying that. So, so in other words, I have a responsibility. If Marcus is my son, I'm, I'm passing the baton to him. So now he has a responsibility because generations are coming behind him. The first one of us that decides to be disobedient and selfish can cost the lineage. So then you can have a, 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 young, a young boy uh, grow up in Newark, New Jersey with strangers for a while till I met back with my family. And I, like, I, I, I'm, I'm doing double dutch. I'm trying to work on my dreams, but I got to eat. I got to hustle to eat. I'm back. I, I, was, I, I used to bag bags in the supermarket. Uh, it's called Pathmark in, in Newark, New Jersey. He's a bag bag in the supermarket. You know, ma'am, can I help you with your groceries? So I don't even want to just pack the bags, but, I, but I, maybe I get some extra money if I, if, I, if I took the groceries to the car. But then I didn't want to do that because, you know, back then they had the carts. Remember the little, well, I'm older. I know I'm just 56, but, but, but they just had the little carts. They put the bags in the cars and right, ma'am, do you want me to help you take your groceries home? So you figure you go to the house. Now you, you're risking if you go to the house, you can't get, the multiple of people you're going to buy groceries for and you can't get their quarters and dollars. So you hoping the house move is going to be a big return. But sometimes I would go all the way to the house blocks carrying the bags. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Give me a quarter. It's like, nah, man, no, no. This was, a, this, this, was a, this was a bigger investment than that. You know how much money I blew going to your house? But, but what I'm saying is, why am I even out there? Why am I, what, I'm hustling for months to get a, a small 13-inch, I don't know anything was 13-inch, black and white TV. It might not have been 13 inches. I just gave it 13. It's, it's, no, it's about this small, so I don't know what that is. But why am I doing that? Because somebody stopped the flow. Somebody was disobedient. Somebody left God's presence and, and, and created a breach that brought in the curse. So I started out with the weight of the curse. Without the instructions how to be blessed. I'm hustling. So I'm laboring instead of favoring. See, because remember, when it, the blessing is favor. There's favor out of here. You open the doors. It's like, remember we tell you, like, like Get Smart. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm older, but the old movie and Get Smart, Dun, 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 dun. He'd be walking and the door open up. And before he get to another door, the door open up. That's how favor is. That's what blessing is. Blessing's out ahead of you. When you go in the supermarket, you don't, if you're struggling with the doors, you take a step to the door and it's motion activated. But if you don't take the step, it don't open. 
If you don't take the faith step, the blessing door don't open. So it's out there ahead of you, right? But no one told me that. So instead of me motion activating my blessings, I'm hustling, laboring under the curse. Like, like, it's, like that's how you're supposed to roll. Under this, 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 this false statement that's not even a scripture, God won't put on you more than you can bear. So I figure I'm under this weight and the curse, God put it on me, so I guess I can bear it. The scripture don't say that. First Corinthians 10, 7, uh, 10, 13 doesn't say that. It says, it says uh, uh, what is it? there's no temptation taking you but such as common to man. It says, uh, God is faithful. With the temptation, he'll make a way of escape that you'll be able to bear it. What he's saying is whatever you go through, I got to reroute. I got to detour. But I didn't put it on you. I'm not the, the devourer. I'm not the cursor. I'm the blesser. I'm the, you see, I'm the blesser, right? All right, so, so, so we got that? And that's Deuteronomy 8, right? Whew. All right, so, so, so our offerings to God says, wow, look what God has done for, for me. Look what God has done for us. We will, we will first take care of his purpose and then enjoy all that we desire. That's, that's when we bless God and we give offerings, we give tithes and, back, tithe, tithes and stuff like that, right? It's, Look on, listen, the founding fathers understood it. Look, look on your, 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 your currency. In God we trust. They put that on there to remind, it, remind themselves. As it keeps coming in, we have this multiple confession coming in saying, trust God, not the stuff. Right? Don't trust in uncertain riches. Trust in God to, to, to experience the true riches. Right? Right? We good? I mean, in God we trust, it is on the money, right? I mean, even though they're trying to get it off, but it's on there. It's been on there for a long time. All right? You said it's still on there? Uh, Pastor Dent remind me of that yesterday. I'd give you a shout-out, Pastor Dent. Um, so the offering says, wow, look at what God has done. We'll first take care of his purpose and then enjoy what we desire. Our lack of offering says this, look what I've done, period. I will first enjoy my desire, and then I'll take care of God and his purpose. I'm not in your house. I'm just, I'm just saying that's what it says. Right? Whether we intended it or not, that's not, that's not. See, God ain't like us. Okay, I don't want to get distracted. Let's just stay focused here. So, this, so, so the goal is we got to stay with the team, stay with the family, keep the lineage going. We can't start getting selfish and, and uh, fearful and mess up the flow. Lives are at stake. Right? We got lives are at stake, right? So, so if we're ever mindful of God as people in his house, see, that's, we're supposed to be every mindful of God, his people in his house. You know what that's called? Faithfulness. I mean, we break it out full of faith, obviously, but we're ever mindful of God as people in his house. When we're not mindful of God, his people in his house, we're fearful. We think, I don't have time. I'm, I'm not saying this to put Minister Lamar down, but he used the example. He says something that the hurdles that, you know, in witnessing, he says, man, I go talk to this person about God. You know, I could be talking to another client about a sale. You know, I got to meet my quota. So the temptation is, eh, until I've reached all my quotas, I ain't got no time to stop and talk to nobody about God. But God could have you talking to people, one, to get you out the way, because you, you, you're hustling. 
You, you, you're operating on labor and not favor. You know, labor was a result of the, the curse, right? After they, they, they was disobedient, God cut, lined them all up, Adam, Eve, and Satan. He said, uh, Adam, now you're going to labor in just producing basic uh, uh, harvest and crops. So everything that you produce, you got, you're going to have to work to do it. Whereas up to that point, he just believed for it and it popped out. He says, the woman's have to labor in childbirth. Up to that point, supernatural childbirth. Children just pop out. Wasn't no labor pains wasn't even existing before then. And he told Satan, you're going to have to labor to walk. That was a result of the curse. The labor, seven jobs, stuff like that. That's not a result of the blessing. I'm not putting no one down. I'm just saying, understand that, that we can get so desensitized, we think this is the way we're supposed to roll. But that's not, how, that's not God's plan. We're not on God's system when we do that. We're on, we're on the result of the curse system, okay? All right, just keep, just keep that in mind. So, so, again, we said being mindful of a guy's house, um, his people, mindful of his, he was, his, his, mindful of God, his people, and his house. My wife keeps telling me about Russian. So I, I, I felt me Russian. You know, just, uh, hurry up, get to the point. I just, okay, bad. And then what it is is I'll be, I'm trying to be mindful of you guys' time. So work, work, work with your pastor. I'm growing up too. Pray, pray in the spirit. They slow down. <laughs> All right, so somebody said, no, 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 don't pray for them to slow down. My game come on at one. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. All right, so Luke 16. So we said this is called faithfulness. Now look at this, uh, Luke 16, 10. It says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. But he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in the much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who shall commit to you the true riches? So he's telling you, you're going to receive things through labor, but exchange what's unrighteous into true riches by making sure, man, look at what God did. Look at what God is for me. Just be mindful of God, right? All right, so uh, what did I say? Verse 12, it says, and, and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who will give to you that which is your own? And see, yes, it's talking about another man's. You might be helping somebody else's vision, stuff like that. But you're faithful in another man's when you're keeping that, keeping your seed is keeping things going forward. When you've leaving, uh, you're living in, leaving an inheritance and a legacy. The Bible says, blessed is a man that, that leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That's two generations deep. That means when your grandchildren wake up, they're working on creating something for their children's children, not just trying to eat. From day one, their focus is forward, not on self. But if nothing's left for them, what they focus on? Self, right? Okay, all right, so good, good. All right, so that's Luke. Let's go to 2 second, second, uh, Kings. 2 Kings 12. 2 Kings 12. That's so interesting. All these scriptures are in the Bible, right? So all just sit down this week and say why. Right? That's why, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really like, you know, sharing my, my opinion just to inspire you. I'll just give you some word. Because if God is saying it in the Bible, he's saying it for a reason. Or like God said, well, you know, just throw that in there, you know. You know, just to fill up the page. 
Imagine an intricate guy who fearfully and wonderfully made, made us when he, and tells us to keep his commandments. Didn't we read that in Deuteronomy? Right? Keep his commandments. Tells us to keep his commandments, but he just threw some stuff in there, just, you know. Michelle, just, you know, just an honorable mention. We'll just throw that in there. It's, 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 look, it's not important. I just put it in there because, you know, had some extra wisdom. I thought I'd just throw out there. No, no, no. Every detail. It says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded by the mouth of God. You see, man shall not live by bread alone, the things that he draws into his life, but every word. Not the words we choose selectively that we want to conform to. Okay? All right, so, 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 so let's look at 2 Kings. Oh, this is so, this whole thing is so powerful. So I'm going to do my best I can because I'm, for the, for the time working. But it says, um, verse 4. It says, And uh, Jehoash said to the priest, All the money of the dedicated things. When I first heard the scripture, I was in the 90s. I was like, the word money is in the Bible? No, for real. Like, I, I, I never thought the actual word was, mind you, I wasn't reading it in Newark. But I just, I just assumed, you know, since my philosophy for coming to church was preachers try to take your money. Surely, when, when I first heard it, I was like, Man, let me just see what this dude read. Because I was one of those people sitting in pews but not read along. I just would listen. I was like, man, that's not in the Bible. He just changed that. But it's the Bible, right? All right, okay. But uh, it, says, uh, it says, and Joy said to the priest, all the money of the dedicated things that is brought into the house of the Lord, even the money of everyone that passes the account, the money that every man is set at, and all the money that comes into a man's heart. So it's just breaking out different levels. It's saying uh, people that give tithe, people that give offering, and some people just want to, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's somebody that I went back there one day and they bought, because all the CDs here are free. They don't cost you nothing, ever, right? So went back there one day and, and there's, it was like, I don't know, it was 24 packs or how many was it? 32 packs of CDs, not, no, not, not 32 10 packs. <laughs> you know, was it 32 100 packs or? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's free will. Somebody, we didn't say, hey, now this week, uh, Hope, lock that door. We ain't getting out of here until we cover the cost of the CDs that we're giving away. We never said, have we? No, but that person, uh, the, the, the uh, you have a phenomenal soundboard back there. This came in one day, person brought in the soundboard. We had these speakers. Person came in and brought the speakers. Nobody asked for, ex actually those speakers right there, they weren't even up to, 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 to high volume. They was halfway. So we really didn't need them. We had to figure out, because the first day man, it was too much sound. So somebody just brought it, free will. So, so that's what it's talking about here. I just want to just, just uh, it says uh, the money is okay. Verse five. Let 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 the priest take it to them, every man of his acquaintance, and let them look look repair repair the breaches of the house, uh, wheresoever any breach shall be found. So they they start collecting to to repair the house. But it was so that in uh, the third and twentieth year of King uh, Jehoash, the priests had not repaired the breaches of the house. So they took in stuff, but they never repaired anything, right? And the king uh, called for Jeho Jehoiada, 
uh, the priests and the other priests and said unto them, why, why repair ye not the breaches of the house? Now therefore receive no more money of your acquaintance, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. He says, don't take no more offerings until we repair the house. Right? Well, wouldn't that be a, a sight? <laughs> we, we already got enough. We just need to take care of the house. Ooh, that would be blessed if that was possible. Uh, now, therefore, receive no more money. It says, but deliver it for the breaches of the house. And the priest consented to receive no more money of the people, neither to repair the breaches of the house. So there is a place where you grow in the kingdom where, keeping it real, offer ain't even really needed. Because there's more than enough. Because people are so mindful of his house. Right? We were at the other building on the 19 acres. And it was lease option to buy until they switched up on us. But, uh... I, I think at one time we had like 50 members, you know, uh, you know, well, 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 you, you know, way, way, way over that, maybe like, I don't know, 170 or something. But I said, if everybody just tithed, we ain't asked for no special offers or nothing, we'd, we could have bought the building with just 50 people. Not not doing nothing special, not no uh, fundraising, uh, I'm picking with Marcus, no thermometer, Right? None of that, you know, just everybody being obedient to what the word says. 50 people. When it was time for us to move, we wouldn't have had to. Right? So that's, that's just all it's saying. Um, it says, so you can get to that place. So the priest consented uh, to receive no more money. Uh, and it says he bore a whole, uh, uh, let's just keep on reading. I don't want to get into all. Y'all can read it for yourself all the way to verse 16. So they gave the money to the people to repair the house. Uh, and then verse 14 says, but they gave, uh, they gave that to the workmen and repaired therewith the house of the Lord. Moreover, they reckoned not with, with the men into whose hand they delivered the money to be bestowed on the workmen, for they dealt faithfully. So they didn't even have to, like, hey, you doing your job? No, they just said, here, here y'all go. Take care of God's house, right? It says, in the trespass money and the sin money was not brought into the house of the Lord. It was the priest, right? All right, so that's, that's um, uh, Second Kings. So they got to a point where they didn't even need to collect. It wasn't even, it wasn't even necessary. Isaiah, I mean, Exodus 36. Work with me here. Exodus 36. Just trying to let you know God, God's purpose has not changed. Listen, God's purpose has not changed. We've changed and we decide whether or not we want to harmonize with God's purpose. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. It says, glorify God in your body and your spirit. Right? So, so God has us purposed for. Right? And so God is saying, I'm going to give you what you need so you can enjoy life. He says, I've given you richly all things to enjoy. First Timothy 6, 17. I want you to enjoy life. While you enjoy life, don't forget my purpose. Don't forget my people. Don't forget my house. Real simple. Look, he's saying, choose one or the other. He's saying, no, you can't look out for my people. You can't take care of my house if you're not enjoying your life. I want you to enjoy your life. See, you know, you know uh, somebody, uh, my nephew called me up. He said, Uncle, what do you think about the uh, suffering gospel? I said, the what? 
He says, well, you know, the suffering gospel versus the prosperity gospel. I said, what? I said, they both diversions. I said, they both diversions. It's not, were you kidding me? I said, I said, I said, nephew, you know what I think? I think, how about the Bible? That's what I think. I, I don't know what all this, well, I did, I did know what he meant, but it's not about suffering and it's not about just prospering. It's about being obedient. All right? Okay. All right. So, so we got that. We got that. Where I tell you to go? Exodus. All right. Now, these scriptures are in the Bible again, right? Why did God put them in there? Okay. So, uh, uh, verse, verse one, it says, they wrought, uh, then wrought, uh, BZL. I don't know. I guess it's close. And a holy, a what? All right. So, y'all like me. All right, so, so uh, and the other guy, and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Be, uh, uh, Bezie, Bezalel and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord put wisdom, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come unto the do the uh, come unto the work to do it, and they received Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it with them, and they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came, every man from his work which they made, and they spake unto Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the clamp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. For the stuff that they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. So there's, there, there, there's a place where it's too much. If, but, but they weren't, that wasn't their goal. Their goal wasn't do too much. Their goal was just to show appreciation every morning. And it got to a point they couldn't, they couldn't give quicker than God was pouring back into them because there was operating a system. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, run over, and given to your bosom. Bring your tithes into the storehouse to be meet my house. Prove me that I won't pour out a blessing you have room enough to receive. So, the, so they sow a seed, it's going out ahead, opening doors. They sow a seed, it's going out ahead, opening doors. So it just kept, stuff just kept opening up. And it's like, Moses is like, listen, appreciate it, but listen, we, we got too much. If we need anything else, we just let you know. But we're so blessed, y'all so blessed, we good. Wouldn't that be something, right? So there, there's a place that we can get to, right? First uh, Timothy six. Let's go there. First Timothy six. So again, we're talking about the blessing and the curse, and God is saying, "Man, stay in harmony with me. Don't lose faith in me. Don't, don't, don't get desperate and fearful. Desperate and fearful creates hustle, right? Most people hustle are, are in fear, right? Is, is that just Pastor Keith, or have, have we all experienced that? You know, hustling, you're in fear. You don't trust. Basically, you don't trust God. Right? You know, like, you, you, you talk God, but if you really have to trust God, oh, suppose he don't come through on this one. You know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I got to hold on to this dime. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you, you, you're dealing with so much, you know, 
because you're not put, you're not waking up every day. Uh, I gotta make sure I'm curse proof. And again, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get the result of having the resources you have, but you don't be wanting no sickness and disease in your life and all your kids and your family and stuff like that. You know, you don't be wanting all types of spirits just be walking up in your crib because it's not uh, covered or protected or you're not in covenant. You're not in God's presence, right? Right. So, so, so it's bigger than that. I, listen, I counsel all types of people across the world, much money, but I know some people that deal with sickness and disease because and all the money they got, can't, like that woman that gave all she had, all the money in the world can't stop sickness and disease. All right, so, but you don't wait to the sickness and disease and decide, hey, we got to make sure I'm curse proof. It's harder then, ain't it? Because you're dealing with the pain. You, 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 look, you make decisions now that whatever comes at you, what? No, I'm, I'm curse proof. You know, it's just like if you go to the game and you, you're winterized. You know, you got all your stuff on, you got your little Parker, you know, and, and it starts snowing and you see some people that, wasn't prepared for the game. You chilling. You like, yeah, bring it. I'm covered. <laughs> right? Or if you 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 remember to bring your umbrella. It start raining. You be like, no biggie. I'm covered. But if you don't bring it, how do you feel? Man, I'm not prepared for this. I know I said umbrella and weather, but when hell is raining down and sickness and disease is raining down and debt is raining down, are you saying, I'm covered? Oh, trust me, the reason why we haven't uh, had no, it was seven years, haven't had no, uh, what do you call it, uh, fundraisers and stuff like that, it ain't because we ain't need nothing. I told you the testimony, we walked in here and uh, with a $8,000 budget and it was $800 in the bank. Show put up them chairs and had our New Year's Eve service that day. Now, one time, nobody, you heard about it after. You heard about it after. You know why? I, that's my witness right there. Bank, we got $800 in the bank. It ain't our church, it's God's. I'm going to stack the chairs up for the New Year's, New Year's Eve service. And God sent a check for $35,000. It was stuck in that door right there. The person that sent the check didn't know. I ain't say nothing to the person. The person that sent the check in their position in life, they had just was talking to their accountant. They said, you have not given enough to offset all that you've earned. Today, before the year ends out, you need to give to someone. To balance Person didn't hesitate, sent a FedEx, got to get there before the year is out to Ayers Christian Center Church. I was like, well, glory to God. But <laughs> I mean, the person could have gave to anybody. Right? You see what I'm saying? But, okay, I'm going to tell you right now. Yes, I was stacking up the chairs, and yes, I said it's God's church, but it's not like my flesh on the inside wasn't going, man, we got to tell the people we're not having service here next week. Hey, happy new year. I don't know where service is going to be next week, right? I mean, it's going to run through my mind, but I kept casting down imaginations. Second Corinthians 10, 5, casting down imaginations. You know, Lord, it's on you. We're going to look bad. we always talking about you. We're going to look bad you don't come through. And glory to God came through. That's probably why I was so happy that New Year's Eve. Hey, glory to God, New Year. We're happy the New Year. We're walking in the blessings of God. <laughs> but that's how you are. Don't be laughing at me. That big check come in. How, how many of you walk with a little swag? You know, you was walking out 
you know, you be walking out like, man, I'm going to get out here for Pastor Keith to say something. That day, hey, Pastor, how you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, blessed, highly favored. Another swag then. Or you do like Pastor Keith did. We got blessed. I went and ordered the food at the, uh, at the uh, Popeye's and drove away. They, they, came, they came and kept caught me. Drove away. Why I do that? Because we was rolling that day. I just... Yeah, but I guarantee I wouldn't have drove away if we were starving like that. Like, bang, just make sure we get it. Did they got everything? We get our sauce. <laughs> All right, so first, 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 first Timothy uh, six. Because these are scriptures that we sometimes read and sometimes uh, look at them, and sometimes we don't. Other people are reading for us. First Corinthians ten. Um, first Corinthians six ten. It says, "For the love of First Timothy." 6 verse 10. I said everything but that, didn't I? For the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money. The love of it is the root of all evil. While some coveted after. See, now remember we said God is about establishing this covenant. The opposite of establishing covenant is being covetous. So what comes in, I'm not going to enjoy. All that's for me. God's given me richly all to enjoy. But I'm going to make sure I show appreciation, but also that I, what? Be replenished, be fruitful, multiply. Keep it going, right? Right? It says that's what coveted does. Covetous just says, well, I'm just going to consume all the apple and the seeds. Uh, it says, but which some coveted after they have erred from the faith. Now they're not faithful now, right? This is what the Bible is saying. It says, look, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. When we don't trust God, we do. Listen, that Pastor Keith don't even have to like be at your house. Y'all know. When you ain't obedient to God, you don't trust God, you deal with many sorrows. Why y'all arguing at the house? Why, what's the argument about? Oh, it ain't about that purchase? It ain't about, you just be going out spending. Yes, because that's what they were designed to do, richly enjoy stuff. We were designed to create a covenant where they could go spend it. I'm the CFO in our house. I study habits. I learned that from a CFO. You don't you study habits and you adjust your budget for how people operate. You don't adjust your budget for because you pension pennies. You want that person that's a part of your corporation functioning at their maximal level. So you want them to have all the tools they need. In her case, it's a suit or some shoes or something. I don't know, wherever she needs to operate. It's a certain type of jewelry. I don't know what it is. But I mean, and I ain't, listen, well, I'll research well. I will find how to get it for less, but, but, you got to function where you happy, right? So, so, but we got we to gotta pay these bills. We got to reach our goals. We got to get out of debt. We got to sow our seed. We got to tithe. We got to do all those different things. So I got to do that as a CFO because I got to keep my house covered, right? So, so, so that's, okay, all right, so never mind. Pierced themselves through with many sorrows, right? Verse 11, but thou, O man, man of God, flee these things. So it says flee these uh, covetousness and 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 operating early in the chapters talked about uh, hurtful lusts and disputings and and all these things. It says, it says flee these things and follow after righteousness, staying in, in right standing in covenant with God. Follow after godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Now he said this right after he said for the love of money. He started talking about righteousness stuff right after that. And oh, he he just changed the topic. Okay, well let's just keep going. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Now, now, for the, I want to make this case here. When the scripture says lay hold on eternal life, it's saying life beyond the temporary. 
So when you get something, everything seen is subject to change. It's temporary. Scripture says, look not on the things that you see, for they're temporal, subject to change, right? So when God gives us an apple, the apple is in the temporary. The seed takes it into eternity. Okay, we don't, we don't, I'm not going to get too deep on this. I don't want to make y'all feel bad. But people, when they look at a, 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 a fruit with a seed in it, and, and I always ask the question, where does the seed come from? Right? And somebody said it came from the ground. But if you dig in the ground, no, no apple tree pop out. Somebody says it's in the seed. Cut the seed open. No tree pop out. No, you're doing something in the natural, pulling on something in the heavenly. Eternal. That's what's lay hold on eternal life. Okay. Yeah, see, you just, you, you're creating an allegory. Uh, you're changing the scripture around, but let's just keep rolling. Let's see what the scripture says. Okay. Where into the house called, uh, thou art also called and has professed a good profession before these many witnesses. It says, look, I give thee a charge in the sight of God who, quicken, who quickeneth all things, makes, makes things alive. Um, that will include seeds. And before uh, Christ Jesus, who before upon his power, Pontus Pilate witnessed a good profession. Said that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show who is the blessed, is that word again, impotent, king of kings and lord of lords, who only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach, whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor, power, glory forever. Amen, right? So he's so like, man, he's changed the topic on us? Verse 17, charge them that are rich in this world. He hasn't changed the topic. He says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, which just goes back to what we said in Deuteronomy, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. He says, don't trust in uncertain riches. Take what you have and make sure you convert it into true riches, what we talked about uh, last week. He says, who gives us what? Richly all things to enjoy. Right? Doesn't it say that right there? It says that they, look, look. Now, he's still talking about those that are rich in this world. He's assuming you're going to be rich. It says, it says that they do good that be rich in good works. So what it's saying is you, you've obtained riches, but what's really making you rich is what you do with it. You just made that up. Well, let's see what the scripture says. It says that they be do good that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. And when that says willing to communicate, in the, in the uh, Greek it means give to the poor. The poor means them that are without, not everybody that's, that's, that's on the corner begging. Right? Them without the resources they need to fulfill the purpose that God has. Right? It says laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, eternal life. See, he still didn't leave eternal life. Laying up a good foundation. So God gives me richly all to enjoy. I take the seed, I'm fruitful, multiply, and replenish, and I make sure I'm laying up for the time to come. That goes back to the scripture, Matthew 6, 19. It says, uh, where your treasure is, your heart is. It says, it's, it's, it says, don't store things on the earth, but store them in the heaven realm where moths and rust, where things can't get to them. And the way we do that is make sure we take what we get in the world and sow the seed so we tap into eternity, Ephesians 1, 3, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. It's because remember he said, I'll pour out a blessing you have room enough to receive. If God's pouring it out, it's coming from heavenly places, right? He says, I have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, Ephesians 1, 3. 
So God's trying to get us just to pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. He wants all the fullness of heaven to saturate us in this earth realm. Ephesians 3.19, be filled with the fullness of God. David said, my cup runneth over. So when God wants to use me to impact those that are without, my cup is running over. I'm not going, oh, I don't know. I don't got a tight budget right now. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think according to the power of the work in you. Why is he doing exceedingly abundantly above? Why, why, is he, why is abundant life is important? It's important because I don't want you thinking about you when I want to use you. That's all. When, when, when in Acts chapter 4, you can read it for yourself towards the end of the, end of the chapter. In Acts chapter 4, when, when, when the power of God hit, power of God hit Acts chapter 2, right? Acts, Acts chapter 1, Holy Spirit will, fall, uh, will come upon you. You shall be a witness to me in the uttermost parts of the world. You shall be impact the whole world. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says the Holy Spirit fell on them like cloven tongues, right? Like fire. It says, and they was, uh, they was speaking in unknown tongues, and the people from foreign lands like, they, they glorifying God my language. That's Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 3, Peter and them walking, and the guy was begging, uh, silver and gold have a number, such I have, I'm going to give to thee. I'm going to bless you, and you will attract everything that you need through the blessing. That's Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 4, it's, they were so busy laying hands, people getting healed, the power of God flowing. They, I mean, they were just rolling. Yeah, be healed. Hey, yeah, flowing this. Oh, what you need? I got you covered. And some of them was like, listen, man, we can't go out on uh, the, the signs, wonderful wonders and miracles and, and revival mission today. Why not? Man, man, we got to get these bills done. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, fellas, let's all get together. If everybody that got overflow, let's, 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 let's put it in the pot so ain't nobody thinking about their needs. It said that they, they gave it to the apostles. Anybody that lacked was taken care of. That would mean the person that gave it is not lacking either. Not, it's not, I'm going to sell all my stuff. I'm lacking because I'm, I'm the suffering gospel, so I can suffer so you can. No, no, it said everybody, nobody thought about their needs. All they thought about was the needs of others. Power of God flowing because everything covered. That's how God set it up, right? That's Acts chapter 4 at the end of the chapter, so, so, so don't take my word for it. Then it said in Acts chapter 5, one person decided to lie about an offering and died. So you lied to the Holy Spirit because of money? Dude, you could have just kept it. Acts chapter 5, uh, uh, the, the first, uh, starting with the first verse. Don't take my word. Why is this in the Bible? Why even put that in there? Oh, God just threw that in there. He's just playing around. It shows the value of, God is saying, don't let stuff have more value than me. I'm the source of everything. I have a cattle on a thousand hills. Like I said, I put you in a garden to start out, and the garden, stay, go, go study Genesis and the Garden of Eden. There was gold in the garden. Why? Why, why is that important? Because God was building a fortress. All right, so... All right, so y'all still with me? All right, so, so, so when the scripture says lay hold, it says deliberately seek, or what did you say earlier? What was that word you used? What a C? What, what, uh, when you, uh, you said, did you say constraint? Compelled. Right, so it, say, it, it says lay hold, or compel yourself to press towards eternal life. What is eternal life? Living forward. It's a seed life, not a greed life. What's eternal life? That means what's happening today gets to live in tomorrow, right? 
It's a seed life, not a greed life, right? It says, and then of course it says ready to distribute, willing to communicate, right? It says lay a foundation for the time to come. So don't, don't underestimate the power of sowing seeds. Look, the first orange seed that ever existed is still living today. First orange seed that ever existed is still living today. You know how I know this? Because there's still orange trees. It's never died. As long as there's orange trees that's going to produce orange seeds, that's going to get planted to produce oranges, it never died. The seeds you sow today live for tomorrow. And if you do it right, it'll be like Solomon. When Solomon decided to build a temple, King Haram and them was rolling up, giving them stuff because of the seeds his David planted. Solomon could focus on God, what God wanted to do, because he didn't have to work. Like, look. The Bible says King Haram not only gave him uh, bricks and resources, after all that, he still came and gave him billions of dollars. Queen of Sheba came and gave him $3.83 billion. No, that's wrong. He accumulated every, in one year, every year, he accumulated $3.83 billion back in Solomon's time. No, no, not, not, not to hoard or the Lord, Whatever God needed him to do, he could do. Queen of Sheba showed up and saw all God did in his life, saw all God did in his life, was like, okay, I don't know about everybody else, but your God is phenomenal. She said his God is phenomenal because, what, he was sitting around and quoting scriptures? It was the wisdom and the wealth. The like, people don't even listen to your wisdom if they don't see the results of it. The scripture says that, right? It says the wise man was like, yo, yo, yo. It says the wise dude that showed no results is like, man, nobody listening to him. It ain't working. <laughs> right? So, so she showed up and was like, listen, I don't, listen, get, get this dude whatever we got, man. Because I, I want to make sure I sow into. She wasn't even like serving as God. Abimelech came at Abraham wrong. This is Bible. And um, listen, man, I'm sorry. Didn't want to come against your God. Your God is the real God. He came to me in my dreams. Listen, get his dude, this, 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 this. And just start giving him stuff. Jewels, uh, money, all types. They just start giving him stuff. Like, like the people in the world were smart enough to know, listen, I, I, just, I just need to, I'm going to get on this blessing. It said, it said God used Abimelech. He got blessed because what? He was a, he said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless them to bless you and curse them to curse you. In your seed shall, shall everyone on earth be blessed. See, so, so, so God is trying to set us up. Look, look, the scripture says when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace with him. And that's a Proverbs 16, 7. So that's why blessed is a man that, that uh, it says, blessed man leaves inheritance for his children's children. But it also says the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Those are the enemies that probably was trying to come against you. God moved on their heart. They were so overwhelmed about your God and the impact of his life. Like, well, I'll just help you. You'll find people hating you, helping you. All right. So, so look, look, even in Acts chapter 2, I'm going to write these scriptures down. Acts chapter 2 uh, through 4. And Luke 7, 1 through 10, you know, because we, we can't be here all day. We got we to gotta get out of here. Like, 
It's a perfect example. Like there, the, the scripture says, there was a centurion, a certain man in Caesarea, Acts ten two through four, uh, called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, one that at least feared God in all his house. It says, and they and which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. And he, you know, he, and it says he saw a vision, and so. Peter comes because Peter and them was supposed to bless him with the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. So when Peter showed up, that's Acts 10, 2 through 4, verse 24, the dude called all his family and friends. So say he he's given his alms, his alms got went forward, impacted, God moved on somebody to bless him, but it wasn't just him. See, remember we talk about lineage. It was his family and friends. Verse 24. Verse, verse 44 says, uh, they were blessed with the gift of the spirit, uh, and but it was a reward. It says your alms have come up before God. You're, you're, you're giving just because you love God and his people. It says it came up for a memorial to God. Man, we got to do something for this person. He's all about the kingdom. Just ask yourself, is it in the Bible? Why is it in the Bible? In, in, in uh, Luke Seven, one through ten, that's the story of the centurion. The centurion is a Roman soldier. He's diligent, he's loyal, and he's excellent. He's loyal to who? Rome. Not, not necessarily to God, to Rome. But this guy, these guys started, uh, Paul and all these people and Jesus, everybody ministering and doing signs and wonders. They ain't stupid. They was watching. They was like, these people blessed. He asked for prayer for, for one of his servants. The disciples said, listen, no, 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 look out for him. He built a synagogue for us. Jesus said, let me go to this guy's house. He said, no, you don't need to come to my house. I'm a man of authority. I have people under me. I say, go and they go and come and they come. He said, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. But it all started with them. Jesus was moved because the guy was mindful of the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added. Why is that in the Bible? Why can't he just say the guy has to be healed? The, the, the miracle's enough, ain't it? He healed the guy by just speaking the word. But why did he add all other stuff in there in Luke? In Luke? Because he was saying, the God, the, because he was mindful of God's house. He was operating in, this, in that principle. It said, I haven't seen so, faith, so great faith in all of Israel. You got to ask yourself, why is this stuff in the Bible? These people wasn't even uh, children of Israel or nothing. But they, they were watching the impact on the children. Listen, the scripture says they'll look at you and say, this is the seed that the Lord has blessed. How can they know that the Lord has blessed you from a distance? How can they see it? Because God is doing exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask a thing. Your cup is running over. So that's what God wants, and 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 I, I've already repented, repented, um, but I do, man. Like I, I was so caught up in the um, the culture that I came from, or the culture that I grew, even grew up around, where you know, what well, was my hindrance from coming to church? Preachers try to take your money. I was kind of being, you know, like when we did the teaching on landmines. I was kind of like making sure I didn't step on a landmine. Anytime it was time to talk about resources and stuff like that, but you're not getting the full blast of what you need, you know. So you just gotta, by faith, you just gotta trust that people know your heart. Seven years by now, 
If you don't know me by now. Now, yeah, <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. But but my point is like, like, you just gotta trust because I'm responsible for the full gospel. That's where the full gospel came from. The full gospel. And so you can't keep laughing because I sang wrong. That's not right. It's not right. You hurt my feelings. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. So I'm responsible for full gospel. And God, I, 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 I pleaded to God. I was like, why? What's happening to people? Why are they going through this? He said, because they need all the information. Not just to drive by during offering time. And actually, it was really a drive by because most of the time, I'm talking about something else. What's going to happen in the future when we do an offering? Just to make sure you know, we good. We're going to be obedient. But at the expense of people's lives? No, we can't be devoured. We got to live a curseless and a devourous life. So we got to stop that hustle. Some of us are wheeling and dealing. We ain't trusting God. We're wheeling and dealing. And, and some of us are hustling people that, but you're not teaching them the benefit of ties because you want their resources for you. That ain't right. Is that right? You, you put a, you're bringing a curse on your life. You have the truth, but I ain't gonna share the truth because they may, you know, I might not get my hook up. And then, uh, but you stopping them from being blessed? Well, what are we doing? All right, so, so, so just think through these things, study through these things. And this is the thing. Remember, we said hearken. The Bible says hearken. Hearken means listen with the intent to obey. And so realize your flesh man goes, mental ascent. I see that. Haven't looked at that. All right. Yeah, you, have to, you know, one day I'm going to pray about that. I'll get to that. But the scripture says, prove him now. Right? So just get to a place where you trust in God. Even if you got to test him, prove him. He said, prove me, test me. See, I'll, see if I won't pour out a blessing on royalty. But, but I don't want us all like, you know, hating. You know, somebody got an opportunity, you hating because you, you hurting. You know, you should be celebrating. Like, we got to celebrate to celebrate. You know, he's got all these different people with these gifts and stuff like that. This guy's about to go across seas. I'm just speaking into existence. All right, so he's about to go across seas because God wants to bless him. You see what I'm saying? But, but we should be excited. As, but when you start thinking about yourself, you start getting tight. Yeah. Yeah, you all right. You ain't all that. But that's not, that ain't got nothing to do with you. That, has something, that would have something to do with me. Right? So, so, but when you rolling, you excited. I went to Westchester County, one of the richest counties in the nation. Some people was like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? That came from Newark. It would be like, why are you trying to do this? Man, what you think? You going pro? Right? Well, I, I, I start working up to Westchester County. It's like, dude, why aren't you playing for somebody? You know why? Because they wasn't hurting. They, already, they was already blessed. It's like, man, you need to, you need to join, the, join the team, bro. You out there struggling, man. This is a good life we got. Yeah, they had the houses. You know, you see the, the mailboxes and all these trees. And you, you drive and you be like, why they got all these mailboxes out here? Go behind the trees. Oh my God, because the kids used to AWOL. I worked in, I worked in corrections. Kids used to AWOL, so we had to look for them. I went behind the trees. I said, oh, I'm not, that's stuff I'd never seen in my life. I, and I've been in some huge houses, 11,000 square foot. Listen, these, 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 these no. This, this is something like, 
you would love it because you build. There's, you know, with a, the door, two, the, the two doors, like something like, uh, what is it? Goliath needed to live there. You know, that's how high the doors was. Like, you like, that's probably Goliath's house right there, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, yeah. Am I saying that because it's about just having that house? What I'm saying is, if you have that house, are you worried about somebody else being blessed? If God needs to use you to go overseas, are you going, well, I wonder what they're going to cover? Are you going, no, man, I'll be right there. Right? That's what he wants. He just don't want you to forget him. All right, stand on your feet. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough.